Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. I'm here this week、uh, with Miss Casey. Hi, everybody. That and just you can't see, but she waved at you. Yes,、so、I did wave. Just know that she did that. So we're back、uh, for I think this is the seventh episode of our podcast, which is amazing that people are still listening. And that's <laughs> no, we've enjoyed making these, and you know we we hope and and have prayed that they are useful to you. And and send us in requests for jokes or topics you'd want us to talk about. So here's my fun fact today: the giant squid. Okay, it's like a squid, but it's big. But it's a it's a species, and it has the biggest eyes, okay, and the biggest eyes that they've ever been able to like measure for it were like ten and a half inches, like slightly bigger, like in diameter. Wow, that's big. Question. Yeah, go for it. it. Is this the kind that only has the one eye, or is this the the two? I believe it's two. Okay. Um, but ten and a half inches. So that's like, you know, when you get like a personal pizza. Like,、uh, I know that's what I'm saying. Like,、gross. that's huge. So if you're at home, which you probably are,、uh, go find like a measuring <laughs> tape or something, or a tape measure or a ruler. You guys call them a ruler? Yeah.、Right? Okay, yeah. And look at what ten and a half inches is, and then be like, dude, that's crazy. <laughs> Sorry, our dog just sneezed. Yeah. <laughs>、uh, it is. So, anyways, I think that's amazing. Like. Where would you go for glasses if your eyes are that big? Like the eye is bigger than your head. Like that's incredible.、Oh, that's disgusting. It is your head or the eye? the eye. Okay, sorry, I'm getting a look, guys. So um, onto humor.、Uh, you have a joke for us this week. Yes. I okay,、do. I'm ready. I want to hear it. What does a cloud wear under his raincoat? I don't know. I've never seen a cloud wear a raincoat, so I honestly wouldn't have any idea. I bet it'd be pretty cute. <laughs> I bet it'd be in a yellow raincoat. It would、umbrella. be yellow. It、and、would have a, well- a brolly. He would. He would be wearing wellies. Yeah, a brolly and wellies. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be adorable. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Wellies are rain boots, because we call them Wellington boots or、and、wellies. Brolies. And a brolly is an umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, this cloud. Yeah, he'd be wearing thunderwear. <laughs> That's well. That was. A very genuine laugh that you just offered. So, here's the deal: people fight. Okay, people. Our dog wants attention with the tennis ball. People disagree with each other. People fight. Um, at the root of that is selfishness. And so, um, we're going to talk a little bit today about what does God say about the things that we have. You know, so just think about it, kids. Like, when was the last time you got into a fight with someone at home, like a brother or sister or mom or dad? It probably was today because again we're spending a lot more time at home and with our family, and so we spend a lot more time fighting. But think about a fight about whether something like belonged to you or not. Like maybe it was like your toy and you wanted it, or maybe it was like your shirt and and they were trying to take it. Or with me, it's usually like that's my ice cream or that's <laughs> my cookie. You know, Casey likes to do that where she'll sometimes take. Something that's rightfully mine, and wrongly consume it, and that upsets me. So, does that ring any bells for any of you guys, Casey? Do you ever struggle with selfishness, or are you perfect? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 but you get what I'm saying, though, yeah, right? Where we, we or even we do it this way of like whether、um, someone is supposed to be taking out the trash or not, and you know 
or dishes or, you know, chores, stuff mm-hmm. like this. And you don't really want to do it because it's not necessarily your turn or something like that. Mm-hmm. Granted, in this situation, it's usually me who's not doing their job. <laughs> but <laughs> but the, like that kind of thing. Yeah, so here's the deal. We want control over what is ours and, and we're sinners, so we're selfish. But Jesus came and Jesus was God's son. So he was fully God, but fully man. And he came and he kind of flipped all of that on his head. Like he was the most selfless guy that that ever has been. And so this is what it says in Matthew 20, verse 28. It says, just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And so Jesus came as, as a king not to have other people tend to him and, and make him happy like a king of the day would have been. You know, uh, he wasn't coming so that people would, uh, yeah, like worship him in the in the material sense or tend to his needs. He came selflessly for all of us, which is incredible. And that totally, that f- should flip our attitude about our purpose right on its head. He He spent... His whole ministry on earth, meeting the needs of other people. He was obeying God and worshiping him and doing what God wanted him to do. But he wasn't about kind of meeting his own needs. He was about meeting God's needs and and helping other people out. Meeting the needs of others up to the point where he gave up his own life for other people. And he he didn't come to like take what was his, but he came to give what was his. And so as Christians, we need that same attitude. Yeah, and I think one of the biggest... um or I guess most memorable ways that Jesus did that, other than him dying on the cross for us. I mean, that's the biggest act of love. But really, just one of the ones that touches my heart the the most is on his last day when he knew he was going to die in a few hours, and he spent that time washing Judas's feet. Like, Mm -hmm. he knew exactly what was going to happen, but he was still serving because... He knew that he still loved Judas, and that's what God wanted him to do, which is just really crazy. Right. There's there's so much that you can read of Jesus' life, which shows that he was not about himself, as in his, his kind of earthly self. Like, he was about worshiping and honoring God and, and helping other people. He didn't turn, you know, kids away when they came to him, or... Yeah. He healed people that, that came to him who were believing and, and were sick. And that's what John fifteen thirteen says. No one has greater love than this uh, to lay down his life for his friends. And, and ultimately that was the greatest display of love that we've ever seen. That Jesus gave up himself for us. And so it seems pretty foolish for me to be upset over a cookie that <laughs> wasn't really mine. You know, but, but we are so selfish innately. And which means like naturally that's who we are. We're selfish beings. But Jesus just flipped all that on our head. And if we've made him our boss, then we need to follow him in that. And we need to um, ask God to help us be selfless and not selfish. Um, And I think in my life, the the biggest, I get, I don't, experience, I guess Mm -hmm. is the word that I would say that I've had of seeing people be faithful to live this out and just to, um, live with their resources, their love, um, and their time just open-handedly um, and, and serve this in that was when we first got married. Um, Jared is, I don't know if you know this, but he's an immigrant, which means that he's from another country. And so when they come, when immigrants come over, and uh, there's a lot of paperwork, but basically they have to have permission to work. And 
we weren't given permission to work for a very long time because the government had a lot of paperwork to do, I guess. So there's so it's complicated. But basically that meant that we couldn't earn any money. And so we ran out of savings, we ran out of all our money and I was just had a part-time paycheck. So we were trying to figure out like do we need to move in with people like our parents? Like what's gonna happen? Um, and it was absolutely crazy just to see how many people provided for us, whether it was um, through gift cards for different places that we can go out to eat, or we've had a couple of families come up and say that they were going to pay for our entire rent that month, and it just would bring us to tears because we never went without during that time, and that was such a beautiful picture of Jesus' love for us through His church. And we've I think that set up a really good foundation for us now because we just know that we want to live like that and help others um, like people have helped us. Yeah, you know, as Christians, we're, we're called to love people. First uh, John 4.19 says we love because he first loved us. Um, and that's not just the people who are easy to love. That's the right. people who are difficult to love. But the best way we do that is is think about them and not ourselves. Think about who God says they are. You know, even the person that annoys you the most and that may right now be a brother or sister. It may be a kid at school and maybe someone that lives, you know, in your neighborhood. But the person that, you know, you struggle with the most was created by God and he thinks they're special and he sent Jesus to die for him. And so, you know, if we've surrendered our life to, to Jesus, then we don't get to pick and choose who we should love and, and how we should feel about them. We need to ask him for help on that. Right. Now, when me and Casey were dating, we prayed one thing often and that was that we would hold our relationship with open hands. And what we meant, we didn't mean that we didn't care about each other. Or we weren't upset if it, if it was to be taken from us or it didn't work out. Like what we meant was we recognized like this is something that God has given to us and, and blessed us with the friendship that we have. And, and we didn't want to kind of hold it too tightly where we weren't listening to him and following him and doing what he wanted us to do and making it all about what we wanted. We wanted to hold it openly and um, so that he could lead us, you know, where kind of he was going to because ultimately our relationship didn't belong to us. It was given to us by God and, and that kind of got us, you know, through our, our years of dating. But it's the same now with, with all the things that we have. Like we don't want to hold them with closed hands tightly and that doesn't mean we aren't treasuring them, but we want to hold things with open hands to allow God to use them just like he did those people uh, that Casey said. This is what First Peter uh, 4.10 says, Just as each one has received a gift, use it to serve others as good stewards of the varied grace of God. That verse can mean many things. It can mean kind of things you've been gifted with in your personality or spiritually. And it can mean just the stuff that you have, like stewarding that well, which is to realize that, again, the things you have, like even kids, like the stuff you have is given to you by God. You know, even the toys you have or the money you have in your piggy bank. Do you call it the piggy bank? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, your savings jar, I don't know. But all that stuff was given to you by God. And so it's your job to figure out how do I use that? Right. To honor him and not just in a way that's all about me. Yeah, because like uh, it talks about in the Bible that um, all good and perfect things are gifts from God. Um, all things were made by him and for his glory. Mm -hmm. So none of this is ours to begin with. It, it originates from him and we are just stewards. Like that means that we are just here to uh, serve God with those gifts, to bring him glory. Yeah. So like I said, it, it can be stuff. It can be like Case is talking about. You know, just the, the thing, the skills that, that he's blessed us with. But 
the, these kind of scriptures that we've touched on were kind of in the time of the early church and and um, that was just a reminder that God had given Christians different skills and different material things and and there's you know parts that you can read about in the early church talking about deacons and how they were called to go and help like tend to the widows and the poor and the sick and and so uh, we all have different gifts and but we all have the the, the calling which is to um, share what we have for the good of the church and, and for the good of the kingdom. And so think about how, how this affects you kids, because there's many ways that you can use what you have. You know, even if you're thinking of material possessions, like the toys that you have, be willing to share them with your brother or sister or, or give away a toy that you really don't use that much anymore, but that they would love. Lending someone a pencil at school, you know, things like that. Just kind of being willing to... Um, you know, not think about yourself, but think about others in that. Give away old clothes to kids who need them. I know that our church takes donations for our Swahili ministry. And so maybe you look through your bedroom and think of some stuff that you could give away. And, and, and that's kind of, you know, helping you focus on honoring God with the stuff that he's given you. The, the, the point of that is not just to do a bunch of good stuff, but in your heart to be worshipful and, and to tr- be trying to be selfless by kind of focusing on, on how you can use what God has given you for the good of others. And, and so that's like material stuff, but also the gifts he's given you. Like we all have different gifts. I am good at math. And so I used my math goodness. <laughs> I'm not good at English or literacy, but I was a teacher. And so I used the gifts that God had given me. He gifted me at being good at math and gifted me um, at caring and, and loving for kids. And so I was a math teacher and I was using the gifts God had given me to try and honor him. And, and through that, I had a job in a school where I was able to, to deliver like kind of short, I guess, lessons um, on Jesus once a week to my kids. And, and on a Friday night, I think twice while I was there, I got asked to do like a mini sermon to the staff. And so God used my faithfulness to help proclaim his name. And and all of us have different gifts. Like Casey is good at singing, just in case you didn't know. She's phenomenal at singing. And so she uses that gift to, to help our church worship team out. And and like Pastor Mason is good at teaching the Bible. And so that's what he does. Mr. Casey has been given a gift to entertain while also teaching biblical <laughs> truths. And so that's what he does. Like Mr. Ronnie is one of my favorite guys in the whole world. If you don't know him, it's Ronnie Stats. You probably know him because if you come through the door at Normandale, he'll come and ask you how you're doing and give you a hug. Like he's he's an awesome guy and he has that uh, kind, tender heart. And so he uses that to encourage people. And so we all have different gifts, um, you know, so not just the material stuff, but the, the way God has made us as a person. And so we're called to use that too. And, and no one of those things is more important than the other. You know, just because Mason teaches the Bible, it doesn't mean that him using that gift is more important than, than Ronnie being encouraging or than Mr. Casey at teaching kids. All of those things are, are a way of using what God has given us to honor him and to point other people towards him in one way or another. Yeah. Thank you. And um, so uh, I was going to transition to our England section. Is that good with you? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this one is not as exciting as they sometimes are, but um, I, it was a couple of months ago, the, the weather outside was cloudy and raining and I posted that it was kind of homely um, because it reminded me of England where it's always cloudy and raining. And I was sat looking out my office window and took a picture and put it on the internet. I found out. 
like homely means two different things. Like, so for me, homely means like it reminds you of home or it can be something that is like comfortable. If it's homely, like I want our house to feel homely because then it makes me feel at home. So it can be like, you know, reminding you of a place or it can be kind of just comfortable. But I learned out that that doesn't mean the same thing here. And homely over here can be negative, like something is plain or ugly. So if I walked into someone's house in England and I said, this is really homely, they'd be like, oh, thank you so much. But if I walked into someone's house here and was like, this is really homely, they'd be like, get out or I'll shoot you. I don't know. Like, so it's different. So there you go. There's a lesson from me on the difference of the definitions of homely. So uh, Casey was fired last week from the last section, but I have decided to reinstate her uh, on probation. So will you... Can we just go... Why? Why? Okay. Why am I fired? You suggested it. You said something along the lines of like, you, what are you gonna do? Fire me? And then I was like, "That's a great idea." But you're back, so don't don't start off on the I wrong foot. Uh, because I need to decide if this was a good decision. So you, oh you, my goodness. you are gonna read our call to action case. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um. Okay. Give it your best shot. There's so much pressure. <laughs> Just stop. Um. Okay. So your call to action this week is um, to encourage a friend or a family member who is going through a hard time. Um, and there are just so many ways to do this. Um, and I know that it kind of may seem hard right now because we're all at home or not around our people. But um, just, you know, maybe write down some different ways that you can love on some other people this week. Um, I I know Mr. Jared has written a whole bunch of postcards and notes and letters and um, I've written a couple of cards and just been FaceTiming friends. There's so many different ways that you can encourage other people this week. But yeah, that's your call to action. Yeah, I think that's a good one. And, and actually on the NBC Kids at Home newsletter that's going out on Sunday, Shout out. which I guess the, will have probably already happened by the time this goes out. Oh, that's but that's one of the things I suggested was to maybe put together like a box of goodies that you could go and drop on another family's like doorstep. You know, you could draw some pictures, put some cards, like put some snacks that you like in there or bake some cookies or just do something to kind of, you know, help feel close and connected to someone else. So with that, um, I think it's time to go. All how do you feel? You feel good? You feel like your job is safe? I think so. She thinks so. Well, fine. Tune in next week. <laughs> I say next week again. Tune in next time and we'll see if Miss Casey is back. I have a feeling I will be because I'm your wife and we're doing this podcast together. Well, all the time. You heard <laughs> it here first. In the middle of a crisis. <laughs> yeah. But that's good. All right, guys, we miss you. We love you. And we will see you soon. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. Cheerio. Oh, uh, here we go. Actually, here's a quick tidbit on the end. Oh, um, my. What? In, because my, I felt like my In England We section wasn't very good. We sometimes would say ta-ta for now oh, as a goodbye. So, ta-ta. Or T-T-F-N if you're texting. But Whoa. ta-ta for now. Cheerio. <laughs>